Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Five ways to raise the overall level of your contact center that you can control. Those are the the things that we're going to discuss today on Advice from a Call Center Geek. Welcome back, everybody. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Advice from a Call Center Geek is a podcast where we try to give you some actionable items that you can take back to your contact center from an operational standpoint to raise your your overall quality of your contact center to hopefully raise the, the, the whole customer experience and maybe have a little bit of fun in your contact center as well. So we're going to talk about some of the things that you know we have already discussed, but we're going to kind of put them all together. So you know, the, you know, obviously all these podcasts we're kind of breaking down specific topics, right? Some are on training, some are on hiring, some are on just overall culture, um, coaching, you know, all different aspects of your contact center. So let's look today to put some of these together and see kind of how they fit. So that's what I wanted to talk today about. Really, you know, five of the I guess you can look at five of the podcasts we've done, but but five of the, the main things that you don't need other people to help you with, right? So you don't really need a an IT person to add this piece of technology. You don't really need permission, right? I don't think from, from anyone on the higher up that this is going to be such a huge, huge change into your your overall operation. But I think these are some, some easy things that you can do um, to make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to, to constantly evolve your contact center. So this should be kind of fun. All right, before I get into that, let me just, you know, discuss a couple, I guess, kind of housekeeping, marketing, salesy kind of stuff that everybody loves. But we do have Advice from a Call Center Geek book. And actually, it's the second one is more Advice from a Call Center Geek that is on Amazon. You can find that right now. Just kind of go to Amazon, search for more Advice from a Call Center Geek. It's there. We've had a nice uptick in uh, people sending reviews on iTunes, Spotify. I really appreciate that. If, if you guys can please take some time out to, to post a review, if, if you found any value in this, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. And also go over to our Facebook page and, and follow us or like us there as well. Um, I'm posting some, I think, some pretty good stuff um, there. So that's something that you can you can kind of look at as well. All right, so again, five ways that you can start to evolve your contact center to more of a, you know, getting into that world-class center. I think our, these are some of the, the ways or the path to start down that road. And again, we've, we've discussed a lot of these in depth. So if, as I go through these, if, if something kind of sparks you, I, there's a whole episode, a, a 20 to 30-minute episode that we've done on each of these. So you, you can kind of go back and kind of maybe you know, review that, that absolute podcast if, if something kind of resonates that you don't remember or, or maybe you weren't 
you know, you never heard that that one episode. But number one, and I think is the most important way to do this and the, the biggest mistake that everybody makes, and that's hiring for your culture, not hiring the best contacts on a rep. So when we talked about this, you know, so many of us right now are you're looking for call center associates and if you're in a bigger city it's a it can be a struggle with where unemployment is right now it can be a struggle so you're looking at these you know these applications that come in and you see people with experience and i'm i'm sure that they're getting jobs right well just because you've you've done this job doesn't mean that you fit your culture you need to define what your culture is right for us we say our culture is a sunshine attitude with an entrepreneurial mindset which basically boils down to attitude and effort so we figured out ways to incent, ways to hire that are based on attitude and effort. And that's a huge kind of piece of what I think is important in the contact center. We have a you know a huge, again, we have a whole culture piece on there. So thinking that through and thinking how you're hiring, are you hiring for people that fit your organization? Or are you just trying to hire okay call center reps that look like they've done okay in other places? Now that doesn't mean that call center associates that have experience aren't going to be good. I'm not saying that at all, but stop dismissing people who have no experience if they meet your culture because you can train all that. So that's number one. Um, number two is once you have these guys, right, we always talk about we don't train because you train animals, you educate people, right? So we want to educate these associates as best as you possibly can. So, you know, when they come into your your house to your operation, I would highly suggest you do at least a, a, a 20 to 30 hours of your organization, your culture, policies, procedures, how do they fit in, um, have them meet other people, have other people from your contact center talk to them and speak to them before you talk about the actual program and what to click on and uh, what to press and what screen to be on. Make sure that you are doing as much as you possibly can to keep these guys here to have them understand what is kind of expected from a culture standpoint. God, I use that word a lot, right? Because I think it's so important. Culture, culture, culture. So make sure that you're not just putting people into a room and saying, hey, welcome to XYZ Company. Um, today we're going to start to learn about this customer service program. Right? That's a mistake and that's a huge turnover issue. So take the extra time because you will save money in the long run with this. That is that is a, a, an absolute fact. When you get to the actual program pieces of it, don't forget that it's not just about clicking on a screen and, and understanding where to go when a customer says this. Remember, every single time that you're teaching your screen training, you always should be role-playing with an emphasis on the tone of the agent. Because remember, with that customer on the other end of the line, the tone is the message. So you could be giving great information, 100% correct, absolutely everything the customer wants. But if your tone is snotty, ratty, uh, dismissive, acts like you don't want to be there, it doesn't matter. On the other end, if you can't give the customer what they want, now that doesn't mean, you know, you don't have that information. Basically, it means, you know, from a policy standpoint, you know, you can't give that refund or you can't give the customer that um, that that product back. You know, however that works from, from your policy standpoint, if you have the proper tone, if you're talking to the customer the right way, great customer service reps can have p customers say thank you when the customer service rep said no. And that's kind of what you need to evolve to. So remember, every time, every day when you're doing your screen training, uh, you should make sure that 
the tone is the message is a, is a thought in the back of your head and you're role playing and making sure that you just hammer home the tone, the having smiles in your voices, the proper words, the proper language, because that's even more important than where to click on a screen or what screen to be on um, when a customer needs a specific thing. All right, so now we've hired a world-class or hired a, I don't want to say world-class agent, but we've hired someone who fits our culture. You know, we hopefully we've educated them into our culture. We've made them feel comfortable. Uh, we've gone through our screen training. We've gone through our program training. We've understood that the tone is the message. We've, you know, got them to, to speak the right way. Right now, we have to get them onto the floor. And when they're on the floor, I highly, highly, highly suggest if you have not reviewed this podcast, which is our podcast on the, our agent analysis program, that you do. So our agent analysis program is something that I think is, is vital in every organization. So take 15 minutes each rep with this supervisor every single week, pull them off the phones, and you're going to talk about things like their goals, right? And and we're going to give the daily goals. That's that's part of that, you know, the, the, my favorite podcast that I've done, other than the games, is uh, the kind of controlling the first 30 minutes of your shift. All right, so if you are a kind of a floor supervisor or you have direct control over what happens on your floor, check that one out. We're not really going to get too much into that today, but how to control the first 30 minutes of, of how you're giving goals out, um, how you're making sure that you're, you're giving and talking to your team, that you're greeting people, all that stuff, really important. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit higher level today. So, you know, with this agent analysis, we're going to give weekly goals and we're going to see where they are. We're going to talk about progression, right? What does the rep want to be? Do they want to be a supervisor? Do they want to work in a different department? Do they want to work for a different company in a different role, right? Whatever they want to do, let's try to help them, right? Let's try to get them to that, to that level. And whether that, you know, that's a, an issue with the dress code or being late or, you know, maybe the tone in their voice, all those things that we're going to talk about. Um, during this agent analysis to kind of set the table um, for the next seven days that they're going to be here I and mean, have them really understand you know, where we see them at. So it's basically a, a review, a weekly review that we're giving that's a little bit more structured. With that too is we have what we call our You Own the Call program, and that's basically our QA monitoring um, program. And again, podcast done on this one too. So every single time that we listen to an agent, Right, And this is beyond our speech analytics that we're going to talk about here because a lot of you don't have speech analytics, so I don't want to, again, this is what you can do today you know, at the bottom line without any kind of really technology. So anytime that we listen to an agent, you know, those go out to the floor, the score goes to the floor, making sure that you are um, you're coaching off the floor, right? making sure that no one's being embarrassed when you're coaching or you're trying to, to kind of give some feedback that's maybe a little bit negative. But anything that's positive needs to go out to the floor as well. And it needs to be high-fived. It needs to be rah-rah. Everybody needs to know when somebody had a 90, a 100, a 95, however you're doing your scoring. Make sure that you are celebrating that on the floor. Anytime that we do have an issue that we need to correct, you know, once that gets corrected, we're going to listen to that associate again in the next 30 minutes. Make sure that that, that same piece is... Uh, it has been fixed. And if not, then, you know, there's some, there's some progressive things that we can do there, but, you know, making sure that we're staying on top. I really truthfully believe in re in listening to live calls during the shift, making sure that, you know, we have everything going the right way, that the tone of the agents, that the attitude of the agents is good. We can listen to some recorded calls as well. Um, but the recorded calls, basically we're looking at overall program things. Uh, you know, what are, what are some trends we're hearing from customers? What are, you know, the overall arching 
um, facts that are going on with the program where live monitoring, you're kind of doing tweaking of in-game coaching. Kind of, kind of that's kind of the analogy that I gave. All right, number four. Now, this this can maybe get into a little bit of, you know, some things that you might need a little bit of technology for. But I am so, you know, I don't know. I, I talk about this a lot. And it's one of my, again, it's one of my favorite episodes, which is is making sure that you understand the proper metrics. And so many of us are measuring the wrong things, that we're, we're holding reps accountable for things that have nothing to do with the customer experience. So again, if your call center is basically just looking at service level, handle time, um, average speed of answer, those type of telephony metrics, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with those, but all that's doing is telling you how efficient your call center is. So if you want to have that world-class center start to move that way, you need to start to measure the other end of it, you know, which is listening to what the customer is. And this is where, again, you might not have speech analytics, but for us, speech analytics is a huge piece of this because we're actually getting agent and we're getting customer sentiment scores that are now starting to trump when we're paying our reps off these sentiment scores. So as speech analytics becomes more prevalent in, in call centers, and a lot of you guys do have it, um, really, really looking at that and using that as a tool to to enhance your culture. If you don't have speech analytics, you know that's where NPS and CSAT really do come in. So trying to implement those type of programs and then sending your reps off that more than you're sending them off of telephony metrics. Our job is not to high-five each other because we had a 90% service level. Our job is to high-five each other when the customer had an awesome experience. And a lot of times those two things don't match. So make sure that you're measuring the proper things. That's that's a, a big way of kind of going that way um, to that world-class center as well. And number five is you got to have fun. This job can be super, super, super brutal sometimes. All of you guys know that. Whether you are dealing with, you know, mostly happy customers from, you know, really fun type programs, even those you're going to get some people who are who can be brutal. Um, if you're in a hardcore customer service type environment, you know, you're dealing with people who are not happy. I mean, that's that's the whole most of the time, the whole point of customer service. People aren't calling to say, hey, I really love you guys. Now they do every once in a while. Right. But for the most part, you have to make sure that the environment that your reps are in is fun. So again, this goes back to the podcast we have. There's there's two or three podcasts we have right now on games to play in your contact center. More advice from a call center geek. We've added another 10. I do have a book coming out. It's It's been a little delayed, but we have a book coming out hopefully by Christmas. We're going to do 101 games to play in your call center. But that's important, right? It's important that every single day you have a game going on, on your floor, team versus team, rep versus rep, you're doing something um, that kind of can get their mind off of. I love the games that, that kind of, when they do something cool, whether it's a QA or a sale or however your your metrics work, um, to get them off the phone for five minutes and you know throw a ball, shoot a hoop, um, get them to kind of get their, their mind off the calls and, and off the actual job. And that'll break up their day a little bit too and, and kind of keep them in a, in a, I think in a better mood kind of really the, the whole entire day. So I'm really working to have a, a supervisor buy-in to making sure that there's some fun in the call center. I don't know if, if any of you follow me on LinkedIn um, or follow even our XBB Facebook page, but I'm kind of a tech nerd, and, and I'm always trying to look every three months. I try to find something 
I don't know, that I can add to the company that somebody laughs at or somebody thinks is kind of cool. So this last week I've been uh, I've been into this hologram phase. I know it sounds super weird. So I bought a hologram maker, which is like 300 bucks. They're not crazy expensive anymore, which I didn't. I went on Fiverr and I paid uh, I paid a freelancer in India. Uh, I think it was $75 who did five five-second logo videos for me and so now as we we hung our hologram maker at the beginning of the or in our lobby so now we have this floating kind of cool hologram that we've can do logos on we're doing uh, employee birthdays we can do videos on um so it's kind of like a really cool display mechanism um that again is that a make or break between you know keeping an agent and not no but i think it just constantly slowly builds your culture up um making a little bit more fun, making a little bit unique. Everybody has that normal office with rows of call center stations with computers. How are you going to be different? How are you going to be uh, making it so that your agents stay with you and not go across the street to the same row of call center booth with computer stations sitting there doing something, you know, from, from a customer service standpoint or a call center job? How are you different? How can you be different? Hopefully these five ways are certain ways that you can kind of take and mold to fit your organization that you can be a little bit different. The one thing I didn't say in here either is, is and I, I posted it again on, on LinkedIn, and no, it's getting no traction, and it's kind of, <laughs> to be honest, it's bothering me. But our attendance policy that I've talked about here, and it was about four or five episodes ago, we have raised our attendance 37%. Look at go go to my link. It's my name again. My name is Thomas Laird, um, CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Go to my LinkedIn. Look at the post. I have the actual policy that the reps actually sign. Everything is there for you. If you want to raise your attendance, uh, just go get that policy and, and talk to your higher ups and and look to implement it because it is a. It's unbelievable what it has done to our culture, what it has done for our attendance, what it has done for the hours that we can bill. Um, and the more people here, it's more fun too. So, all right, that's what I got for you guys. Again, out of everything that we've done, right, all, all the things that we really discussed and talked about, you know, there's a lot of layers here, but these are kind of the five that I think, five things that you can do you know, right now to really start to build your culture, to build your, your center to, to becoming world-class. So again, thank you guys very much. If you got to this uh, this far into this podcast, obviously you found it a little bit interesting. Please go post a review um, once it's done. Like us on Facebook. Check out the book. Uh, More advice from a call center geek. I uh, I appreciate all of you guys listening. This thing has gone pretty crazy. We are now over ten thousand downloads, by the way. Which you know I probably should announce at the beginning of the podcast. God knows <laughs> how many people are left here at the eighteen minute mark, but. Uh, Again, thank you guys all very much. Uh, I really appreciate all the feedback. Shoot me an email if you guys have any questions. I try to answer every possible question. And there's, we've gotten a lot of them every single week. And me personally on, on my LinkedIn, on my DM. So if you if you have a specific question, I don't charge anything. I just try to help just like I th- hopefully you would, uh, you'd help me um, if I had a question in, in kind of your area of expertise. So have a great week, everybody, and I'll talk to everybody next week.